PTA mom threatens to take away my graduation because I can't serve them 300 pieces of chicken. Ended up ruining their daughter's college dreams instead. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. So this transpired a few years back when I was 18. The revenge technically was not done by me, but I am a key witness in the events that occurred. For some context, I used to work at a big chain store in the deli department. Wasn't a great job, but it was my first one and it helped pay for college, so I endured it. But because of what I was subjected to, I quit shortly after, despite it having a great end result. In my hometown, population of 4,500, there was this small group of PTA moms who were pretty high up on the chain of command but also led their own company for party planning. They're known mostly for the fact that their daughters are all best friends and are straight A 4.0 students, and all three were supposed to be valedictorians. I knew them mostly because they were the we hate drama crowd, but always spread drama about people. Unfortunately, it had happened to me at one point and put me into some pretty deep depression, but that's for another story. Not just that, but all three daughters were accepted to Ivy League schools on a full ride scholarship. The one fault they had, besides the drama, was that they were really arrogant, prideful people, both the daughters and the mothers, and were incredibly rude to anyone who wasn't rich, white, or even super in shape. At the time, I was pretty overweight and had a bad acne problem. This will come into play later. Well, one day, they come in asking for 300 pieces of fried chicken and 200 pinwheel sandwiches. For anyone who's ever worked in any capacity of retail or food, you know that for an order that big, we need at least a couple days notice to order more inventory and actually cook everything on time. Not to mention, I was the only one left working for the night, so their order would have been impossible anyway. Well, these ladies thought they could pick it up on the spot to ensure food quality. I told them that they would need to fill out an order form and that it would be a couple of days, and they flipped their lid. I'm not talking a small sigh in disbelief. I'm talking vague threats to actually have me not walk during graduation. Here's how the talk basically went. Um, I need this food today. We're the party planners of the lake party you probably didn't get invited to, and the party's in two hours. I'm sorry, but we literally don't have the staff or the time for that right now. I'm more than happy to make you a 96 piece, but it'll take about an hour. Do you think that's funny? Do you know who I am? No, I don't. Yeah, we're the official party planners of hometown. We also run the high school PTA, so our daughters probably know you. You don't want your image tarnished, do you? I brushed off the vague threat of using her daughter. That's actually pretty cool. Sounds like a cool job, but there's no way for 300 pieces and 200 pinwheels to be done in the amount of time you want. I apologize for any convenience it makes for you. If you want, I'm more than happy to get a manager so they can talk to you. When your manager gets here, I'm gonna have you fired and kicked out of walking this year. We don't want any fatties taking up the walkway anyway. I don't know how they knew I was a senior. Ma'am, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to tolerate that kind of threat and I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. But we didn't get our food yet. I'm sorry, but like I stated before, it would not be possible to complete that task. And with the way I was just treated, I have the right to refuse service to you anyway. Have a good day. You'll be hearing from us, you fat jerk. I hope our daughters don't know anything dirty about you. It's at this point that the manager walks out. Uh, excuse me, ladies, but you have no reason to treat my staff like that. You may think you run this town, but 
but that does not give you any reign to treat someone like that. The three PTA moms walk away with a big F you on the way out. A few days go by and I haven't heard anything from either them or my manager. Then one day at class, I see the daughters in a corner crying with each other. I got a word from one of their friends who was somewhat close to me that in the past two days, they were told they could no longer walk at graduation due to being caught for cheating on basically every assignment and were no longer attending any Ivy League schools. At first, I thought this was just a coincidence to what had occurred the week prior, but apparently what happened was that a bystander overheard the heated exchange, and this bystander also happened to be a former member of the PTA, so she also had a lot of dirt on the mothers and their children. Apparently, this was her breaking point, as she was skeptical to come forward prior about many things, due to scrutiny. It turns out the mothers were basically getting the answers to every assignment by either paying off teachers, using vague threats against their family, or just straight up saying that they would sleep with them. Because our school was smaller, there were only a handful of teachers that needed to be pleased and threatened. This was my moment of happiness. Not only did those women get kicked out of the PTA, but their daughters, who I mentioned used to be my old bullies, were dropped from ever attending the school of their dreams. Last I heard, the daughters stayed in the hometown, and now work in the same deli department I used to work in. I mean, talk about karma. Our original poster literally didn't do anything here. Someone else just happened to witness them dealing with these horrible people and decided to take things into their own hands. That is an issue with small towns, though, where people can get swollen heads about what kind of power they actually have. Me, living in a big city, if some lady's getting in my face saying she's a member of the PTA, good for you. I don't care. I don't really see what kind of power you you hold with something like that. Just because you have this position doesn't mean you get to treat people like crap. All you're doing is going around making a lot of enemies out of people that just don't like you. Anything that comes your way afterwards is deserved as far as I'm concerned. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below. And don't forget to subscribe. Karen wants me to load her car and put her cart back at the grocery store. I don't work here, lady. A couple of years ago, I stopped at Lowe's to exchange my empty propane tank. I had just finished securing the new one in my trunk when I heard a shout from across the parking lot. Excuse me! Excuse me! Can you help? I looked up and saw a middle-aged woman having trouble getting a microwave that she just bought into her trunk. No problem. I went over and helped her. The microwave wasn't too heavy and it fit perfectly into her car. She thanked me, I nodded, and I started to walk away. I was a few feet from her car when I heard her say, Aren't you going to take my cart back up there? I turned around and saw her pointing at her shopping cart. Take my cart, she demanded, starting to get a little agitated. Oh, um, you know I don't work here, right? Yes, I know, but you should still be a gentleman and take my cart. No, I was helping you out with the microwave, but I'm not about to- Take my cart, now, she yelled, pointing to the store. Okay, whatever. I didn't want to get into an argument in the middle of the Lowe's parking lot, so I 
side, walked back to her, and took her card. I started to bring it back towards the store, but this didn't quite sit right with me. I was okay helping her with the microwave, but she was certainly capable of doing this part of the job. If people always do this kind of thing for her, she'll never learn her lesson. I was about 10 feet away from her when I decided to stop pushing the cart back and wait for her to get into the car. As soon as she had her door shut, I turned around, walked back to her parking spot, and left that shopping cart right behind her car, so she couldn't even leave without getting out and moving it herself. I hope that jerk is having the best of luck with her microwave. You give an inch, they take a mile, am I right? I gotta say, the way our original poster did this, I probably would have handled it the exact same way every step of the process. I see you struggling. Sure, no problem. I'll give you a hand. You're gonna be rude and ask me to put your cart back? Whatever, fine. You're not worth arguing with. Then, literally as I was reading it, I had the same idea of just leaving the cart behind your car. She has no choice but to deal with it. Someone helping you out of the goodness of their heart is a good thing. You demanding that people do stuff for you is just rude on the other hand. Karen refuses to leave a tip, saying she doesn't tip high school dropouts. So I used to barista at a small cafe five hours a day, five days a week. It's a great job with great hours for my college schedule, and the customers are generally fantastic. In fact, in the eight months or so I've been on the job, I've only dealt with a small handful of rude customers. This lady from about two weeks ago was one of those people, and her comment still baffles me today. Before I continue, I must explain how how our POS system works. We use something called Square, which uses the iPad for processing credit and debit cards. It's really neat and comes with a lot of features, like the guilt the customer into tipping tool that forces non-tippers to select no tip before they can sign their names on another screen to authorize the sale. Most people don't mind this and think it's neat and it really boosts our tips. Except Clueless. Clueless thinks she's being forced to tip, not noticing the no tip option, and proceeds to yell at me and berate me. This was the brief conversation with her. What the heck is this? I have to leave a tip for some high school dropout? Cancel the order. Cancel everything. I'm never coming here again. This is extortion. Ma'am, there's an option below the dollar amounts you see that allows you to process the transaction without appending a tip. Here, I proceed to help her find it. Oh, I see now. You're trying to make me feel like a bad person. Well, it hasn't worked, Missy. I don't believe in tipping high school dropouts who refuse to get some education and a real job. I haven't tipped anyone in at least 10 years. Okay, did you still want to cancel the order? Absolutely, and give me back my credit card. She leaves in a rage. I wish her a good day, and she tells me she's going to be having a bad one just to spite me. (laughs) What? I hate jerks. Okay, so for one, we've had the conversation before about the whole tipping thing. Personally, I don't think tipping should be a thing. I think your employer should pay you a living wage to begin with, and not expect half of it to come from the generosity of customers. Our original poster herself referred to it as guilting the customer into tipping, which just never feels good on the customer's end. We don't want to feel like we're leaving you hurting and we're the jerks because your boss doesn't pay you enough. That being said, this lady's reaction was over the top. If you don't want to leave a tip, then that's fine. If you don't want your order, then that's fine. You don't need to insult the person behind the counter. You give her a hard time because you think you're better than her, but you're the one that's acting pretty low. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm gonna leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at tmobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entitled mother wants to see the manager because my coworker doesn't speak English. First off, he is the manager. Second, you're in Norway. So I worked as a cinema technician for a few years, and I've had my run-in with entitled parents. Corona has given me ample time to reflect on those meetings, and here's one of them. So in the summer, my country gets quite a lot of tourists, and especially American ones. They're often visiting to see where their family comes from and that sort of stuff, and they're generally nice. Most of them. Not this Karen. She was different. She, her husband, and their entitled kid came into the cinema in the middle of the day. There were very few people, since we Norwegians like to get our son whenever it pops up. Normally, when Americans come into the kiosk to buy something, they ask, So, you speak English? And I say I do, and we continue the transaction in English. Fair enough. I sort of reacted when Karen didn't ask me if I spoke English. But I do, so no harm done. She wants to see a children's movie because of Entitled Kid. I said that all of them were dubbed. After explaining to a now slightly irritated Karen what dubbing means, she becomes a little angry. I told her that another movie was starting in about an hour and that movie was in English and her kid could get in with her. She complained a little more and it ended with her slamming some money on the register and demanding a free popcorn goblet for their time that I wasted, which she didn't get. After about an hour, I hear screaming coming from the entrance to the auditorium. I of course run to see what's up, and I see Karen really yelling at my coworker. Now, my coworker at the time was a very old man, a very old Norwegian man. Fun fact about Norway, most of us speak English, but a lot of the older people here don't. I say to my coworker in Norwegian, what's wrong? Can she find the auditorium? My coworker responds that they don't know, and they think that she's asking them for something and they they tried to explain that they don't speak English. Excuse me, this man refuses to accommodate us. How so? He refuses to speak E-N-G-L-I-S-H. 
he doesn't speak English. He speaks Norwegian. How can he not speak English? This is terrible customer service and he's scaring my child. I'm sorry, but you're in Norway and a part of the population doesn't... I demand to speak to your manager. I'm sorry, but that won't be possible. Why not? Because he is the manager, I say, gesturing to my older co-worker. She insisted that I call an actual manager, but my co-worker was the only manager available, so that wouldn't be possible anyway. She and Entitled's kid went in to see their movie. After the movie, they came to the kiosk and demanded a refund because the subtitles were in the way. They, of course, didn't get it. She was easily my weirdest, rudest American jerk. I don't really know what to say to this one. If you're going to another country, you need to accept the fact that not everyone is going to speak English. In fact, odds are most people aren't going to speak English. I don't know if this was her first hour in the country or something like that, but apparently she wasn't aware of this. I feel like you're setting the expectations a little high when you think that an entire country is going to speak your native language. And of course, we have to wrap this off with the classic Karen move of demanding a refund after the fact. I'm sorry, no, that's not gonna happen. The Christmas present that I got for my mom that I believe to be a back massager turned out to be something else. So I do Secret Santa with my family every year. This year I got my mom. We wrote down things we wanted on our lists and my mom had put down a back massager. It's basically like a deep tissue thing that's in the shape of a gun. I found one on Amazon and I was so happy because it was cheap. So I placed an order and this is where I think I screwed up. I didn't open the box it came with. Just wrapped it. So today, since me and my family are impatient, we opened our gifts. My mom opens hers and sees the Amazon box. She opens the box and sitting in it is a... adult toy. She looks at me and we all bust out laughing. My sisters and dad kept making jokes while I sat there in shock. I explained myself and they understood. And I got a refund because that's definitely not what I ordered. No one's mad, but I'm so embarrassed. I mean, hey, at least everyone understood that it was just a simple mistake. I don't think anyone out here is actually thinking you're trying to get that for your mom. That would be more than a little bit weird. What I am surprised about is the fact that that still falls under Amazon's return policy. I really hope they don't take it back after it's been opened. My cab driver got in an accident while I was in the car and still wanted to charge me for the trip. I was on a business trip to a client in Philly, located just far enough away from the city to be a very expensive cab ride, but not so far as to warrant a rental car. I flew down, got an airport cab there, was there for a week being picked up and delivered from my hotel by taxi, and on Friday, the client called a cab for me to return to the airport. The driver of my cab was distracted and not driving with safe attention to the road. So after a couple miles, he hit another car. Fortunately, it was a low-speed collision, just barely not fast enough to deploy the airbags, and everyone walked away unharmed. However, I had to wait for the cops to show up to give a statement, and I insisted the cab company send another car with another driver to take me to the airport. A couple minutes into waiting, I realized the driver had left the meter running, which I insisted he stop. All told, I was there maybe an hour between waiting for the 
cop, talking to the cop, convincing the cop not to force me to go to the hospital. I had a black eye before the accident and the cop was really worried that I was terribly injured and too delusional to realize I'd been hurt, and waiting for a new cab to show up. So while I'd left early for my flight, by the time I got to the airport, I was going to have to rush to make it. You'd think if you had a cab company and your driver had a car accident with the passenger in the car, you'd see to it that they got to their destination safely and hope they don't sue you. But not only did the second cabbie run the meter and ask me to pay, he told me the owner of the cab company had insisted he get the fare from the first cab's meter and insist I pay that too. I told him calmly that I recognized that the law allowed that I could be charged for the trip, although good business practice would dictate otherwise, and that if I hadn't been charged, he would have gotten a good tip, while now he'd be getting no tip, as I was offended. I then told him to tell his boss what I was going to do. You see, my client there was a major bank. It wasn't Bank of America, but a few years later, it got bought by Bank of America. So you can think of it as being that size. They had people in to consult with them and work with them often, and they always used this cab company for all the local travel. I would be going back there in two weeks, so I simply phoned up my clients on Monday morning to let them know about the accident, and asked them very nicely to please find another cab company for me to use when I would be there. My contact at the client was, of course, horrified, and made sure that they, their employees, and their consultants and contractors would never be using that cab company again. I hope the few bucks was worth it, jerk. Our original poster summed this up perfectly with that one sentence. They acknowledged that they could legally be charged for that, but good businesses wouldn't do that. You've proven the level of your scumminess by following through. If you're at a restaurant and you find a hair in your food, the restaurant will typically comp the meal, right? This is an extreme equivalent of that. You are responsible for getting me from one place to another, and to do so safely. That didn't happen. Sure, I get it. Things happen. Accidents are called accidents for a reason. However, like the poster said, if you're trying to do right by your client and want their continued business in the future, you're not going to charge them for that ride. You, as a company, take the write-off. It sucks, but you got to do right by your customer in that situation. You made this really gray area decision for a few bucks and ended up losing a whole lot of business as a result. That's a perfect example of the consequences of behaving like that. When you subscribe, make sure you hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. Or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot. Everything linked in the description.